0: moment where I'm watching it right now. I'm watching the circle of life scene and it's gorgeous, right? Like yeah. my I like there's parts where I'm like tearing on. I'm like, this is visually like stuff like to know that Walt Disney like started with like a, yeah. pe- a pencil and paper pen and whatever. So I'm watching it and then I'm just starting to think about like oh how much work the animators have to do and like how much money went into this and I'm like kind of silly that we as humans like invested so much into what is essentially a a, a, a lion baby shower. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, what, one of my favorite bits about that was like, can you imagine having to wake up in the morning to go to your boss's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. your boss's baby reveal? Yeah, like, can you imagine
0: that like, like, the gender reveal party? <laughs> like the, the fact that like if aliens came down, they were like, why are you doing that to these cats that live over there? Like they don't do this. <laughs> it's exactly. so weird. It is, it is.
1: really funny. Anyways, my whole thing is that we. Spent millions of dollars to see a movie that we've already seen before yep. with the graphics updated, um, and Flint still doesn't have water. Well, when you put it like <laughs> that, yeah. Just like you guys didn't, did you guys not know how to prioritize? Yeah, it's it's like, kinda, it was really yep. important for us to see the updated
0: animated features. Yep. <laughs> okay, as far ready? as Flint, Jaden's working all day. When the spot
1: What up, bro? What up, bro? And welcome to Bruh Meets World. What is Bruh Meets World? Your boy Meets World cast. Welcome to episode 48. I'm Siege. And I'm
0: TC. How's it going, bruh? You know what, bruh? It's going pretty good. Pretty well. I have to say I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. I actually did. This episode, like,
1: I'm actually really excited to get into this episode because yeah. it brings up a lot of themes and things that I'm like, you know what, this is... Again, I kind of wish we had started with this
0: episode. Yeah. Um, Well, what I was thinking was that there was so... When we were talking about episode 301 last Mm -hmm. week, um, we were talking like, oh, they're kind of like seeds are being spread. And I feel like we're now kind of zooming in... To These issues of Sean and and Turner and kind of seeing a little bit more depth to these things that we were hoping we'd see more of last week. So I'm excited to talk about it. Absolutely. Okay, so let's just get right into the tell me about it. Tell me about it. Tell me all about the show.
1: (laughs) This is season three, episode two, The Double Lie. Sean stays with Corey's family after Jonathan tells him he'll be out of town for the weekend, despite the fact that Sean has a hot date. In a B storyline, Eric owes Feeney a paper.
0: Yep, so, first off. I'm sorry, I got so caught off with the Eric and Feeney thing, it's just because <laughs> the moment this episode started, and I found out that Feeney's waiting for a paper that's due last year, I'm like, yes! I don't think that's how grades work. <laughs> yes! Okay, so, like, we can, like, if you want to, let's just dive right into yeah, that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is, like,
1: because mostly because it doesn't take up as much as the rest of the And episode. I don't think
0: we have any um, new cast. Actually, we do. Oh, and Veronica our, Watson. Yeah, In <laughs> our roll call,
1: there is the Veronica Watson, the hot girl, about town. Who apparently everyone is just dying. Like half of the school does everything they can to get it with well, this girl.
0: Well, of course, because her parents don't care where she is at ten at night.
1: But you know what? That's a really good point. <laughs> and she she leaves very often. Yeah. She <laughs> goes straight to turn. She his gets. Lane. She goes home
0: twice and comes back <laughs> out for Dick. I, I Oh my God. All
1: right. Um, but Veronica Watson is played by Aaron J. Dean of The Journey of Alan Strange. That's Band. where I remember her. Yeah. from.
0: Wow! I know. Okay. I knew you would be
1: like that. I was like, the journey of Alan. Of- by the way, was one of the ones that I was obsessed with. Of course, um, and. Black after. Yeah. I mean, like, do we not? I mean, of course, he was an alien. We
0: didn't really talk about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah still. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it. We should go back and watch that show after this. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing I remember about this, uh, Alan Strange was that he had this ability where he could hold his hand over a book and absorb all the knowledge of the book. And I yeah. thought that was really badass. Uh, that is, that is. I mean, yeah. like, reading would be done like instantly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so that's our only real roll call.
0: But um, outside of that, this episode. Um, let's talk about Eric, as we just yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Eric is, uh, owing Feeney a paper that was due at the end of last year. Due at the end of last year. Feeney gives him a
1: reminder, which he does not have to do. Nope. Saying, Eric, if you do not give me this paper, your incomplete, which I gave you, which I'm assuming Feeney only gave Eric, yep. will turn into an F. So you've had months to work on this paper.
0: You were given a reminder and an extension they do you not have time over the summer, and also I got. I mean, Feeny, you live next door. Maybe not wait until the school starts to give him a reminder. About well, no. This. What I'm assuming, especially by this point, is that he
1: has reminded Eric quite a few times. Yeah. And he is being so lenient. So in this particular storyline, usually with Feeny, we're like, oh, you know, you could have been this or blah blah blah. I'm like, Feeny has every right to just fail you. Yeah. No, like. You have been given a chance to turn your incomplete to an F
0: in the next school year. Feeny is going back and changing records. I'm I'm curious. Didn't Eric not go to Europe so that he can go to summer <laughs> school? So, he, all right. <laughs> this is my point.
1: Eric is. He saw Feeny every day. <laughs> it does. It makes no sense. Honestly, right. I mean, not that. Eric's not supposed to make sense, and, like, no. even like, even the way it kind of wraps up, because later on, I wrote notes that, like, at the end, when Corey's kind of screwed him over, which, by the way, I want to talk about that. Uh-huh. But at the end, when Corey's kind of screwed him over, and um, Feeney's like, oh, this is about whatever, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln, he's like, I paid for this paper. It's like, okay, so first of all, shut yourself in
0: the mouth. Like, why, why would you say that? At all. Yeah. At any point in time. <laughs> what, real quick, what Siege is referring to is that the paper that Eric took had all summer to do. He still didn't do it. He paid someone to do it. He ordered it. And it ended up being confused with an old paper of well, shots. Well, no.
1: Um, Corey switches it out. S- switches Corey out, switches yeah. it out at the very last minute. But I'm like, Eric, you were reading the paper. We saw, there's a scene where you come into the kitchen reading the paper. Yeah. You know that this is the, you know what paper you turned on. Yep. You know for a fact. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is if Corey did it like that morning, exchange, Which he bat. could have done. I can totally see him doing that. But
0: what I'm saying is, er- for Eric to be like, nuh-uh. It's just like- well, Eric <laughs> shouldn't have said, I paid for that paper. He could have just said, my brother's a dick. I'll have the paper to you by the end of tonight. <laughs> no, uh, like, I don't know what copy I printed. Yeah. Um, come I'm- up with something yes! on your feet. You know this what? Is, also- you know what? This is because white guys have not had to come up with excuses <laughs> for shit because they keep getting second and third and fifth chances.
1: That, you know, that's what happens has to be what it is, because I cannot tell you how often you're like, did you even put in like the slightest effort in your life? <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, a, a quick Google search nowadays will completely make it null and void. Um... Eric was allowed to, or was able to, purchase this paper with a credit card that he got, laughing okay. <laughs> like I have the money. Um, you're the reason why I won't have a return. Like yeah, credit. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, so- We won't have Social Security
1: because of you. Most people our age are just taught to get credit cards without any finance education. Sure. So I think that that is
0: something that I would love to just just that we start teaching i still don't think they're teaching credit cards or savings or are really like stocks or investing i don't think any of that's taught what not in florida no (laughs) i went to no actually they're not i know that like a lot
1: of schools my sister's a teacher and a lot of schools are petitioning to have um like like, basic life yeah life skills I think is what they're calling it um add it to the curriculum because just like you need to know that, hey, getting a credit card does not mean that's free money. You got to pay that yeah. stuff back. <laughs> I learned how banks work as I went. Yeah, that's pretty much how most of the people I know. Yeah. I remember when I signed up for my first credit card, which I will say I still have, mm-hmm. but my first credit card, card freshman year is like, again, during like one of those freshman orientation fairs. Yeah. And I just got it. And it was really fortunate for me that um I used it correctly, but...
0: There were other credit cards that I did not. Because I was yep. like, oh yeah, you're just getting these things. <laughs> well, um, I have a Target uh, card from when I was 17. <laughs> I don't know what the status of it is. It's, it's no longer on my record, so I'm assuming it went away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. We should really come back to that. Okay. Um, and then also, the thing with Eric storyline that I thought was really funny is when Feeny comes over with the envelope, and I was like, oh, just the luck. Yeah. Of having the thing that you are cheating mailed to your teacher accidentally. I, like, I literally thought he got caught. And then the fact yeah. that he wasn't, it was like, oh, cool. So, which is why when he we saw him reading the paper later, I was like, well, at least he's reading it. He's, he's just, he just kind of just leaning into
0: his own arrogance. It really is just him shooting himself in the foot over and over again. Yeah. Um, is, uh. anything else about Eric before we move on to the Sean Honestly, story no about?
1: I think like I just wanted to hit on that because sure. it was it's supposed to be the trope of Eric being stupid but in reality again oh the other thing we want to hit up on this uh, Corey and Corey doing that well yeah so <laughs> this is Eric's great yeah this, this is... is not a childish prank this is like don't get me wrong Eric deserves some kind of some kind of like messing with, but like change the font, like you know, do like something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do something,
0: D- leave the stick. Like I don't know, like just do do something, something to where... his hair. Yeah, do something <laughs> to him that's gonna affect him with girls. Don't do something that's going to keep him living in that room with you even longer. Have your him. parents catch him. Yeah, you know what
1: I mean. Like that, that I can deal with. You had Eric turned in a paper. And apparently got away with it, or would have gotten away with it, and you messed with his grades yeah. as his brother? That is his, literally, that F, because I'm assuming Feeney just gave him the F. But, in all fairness, he deserved that damn F. I'm not saying that he didn't deserve that F. What I'm saying is you don't mess with someone's grades. It's like, again, um, I forgot what we were, I was looking at someone, It was like, you don't mess with someone's money. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You just don't mess with someone's livelihood.
0: I, I do wonder, like, because Feeney seems familiar with tests or essays yeah. by Gerard or whatever it is. I wonder if he would have got the the report and had... Well, that's what I'm saying. Let let Eric get caught on his own. Yeah, yeah.
1: Just, you don't do it. You messing... Corey messing with Eric's grades yeah.
0: really is... not. That's a no-go for yeah. me. <laughs> that's the only thing. No, I no, saying. no. I, I, I don't have siblings, but I, I do agree that that's Yeah,
1: all right. All right. Imagine, uh, imagine you and Tyler have been really close for a year. Imagine Tyler and you pull pranks on each other. Imagine if Tyler pulled a prank on you by writing you out that you cheated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or that, like, told my boss that I was cutting work or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, Something yeah, that's yeah. going to affect my livelihood, you That's know? my
1: one thing. It's like, it doesn't really matter... Um, if it's if it stays within the circle and the damage that you're doing has no like lasting effects, yeah, but it stops being a joke when it's like permanent record
0: time. I wonder, is this a cultural thing? because hmm. i wonder because i feel like as people of color we have learned that we need to stick with or we need to protect our tribe we need to protect our own and that authority hmm. and that whatever like if if a cop comes up and you guys were fighting you're like oh no there was no problem off so you keep going like that kind of thing we're yeah. taught to do culturally huh. and i wonder because they don't have that if that's i mean i'm probably overthinking. i mean and... i don't know i know that i could be like fighting someone i hate. Yeah. And it like a, like me and my cousin drag out fight, right? Yeah. Like just brutal fight. And if a cop were to come up, i would say we were just playing. Yeah. Well,
1: like we're Inst- just like again, honestly, it's just that for me it's like the what everyone used to call kid code yeah. You remember when, was like code, totally. when you were like fighting and playing around or whatever, and the moment an adult comes in, everyone's just like, nah, man, it wasn't that serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember my- I tried to sleep. I told y'all to be quiet in there. <laughs> we were talking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you just cover for them, because that's it. I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed way out of line. Okay, now let's get to <laughs> the really big story, which is um, Sean and Turner. Which, All right. By the way, Anthony Tyler Quinn, who plays Turner, uh, this is noted to be his favorite episode.
0: Was it not the one where he died from the motorcycle accident? <laughs> <That's his. laughs> Funny enough, that's not his... <laughs> By the way,
1: spoiler alert, if you did not watch the series Well, yet. well spoiler alert,
0: I don't think he dies. I think he comes back in Girl Meets World. Yeah, he does come back. Yeah, he, he, yeah he just disappeared. Anyways. All right. Um, Sean is fucking. Is he not? So, oh, <laughs> so He's I think... Wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. I
1: will say that it doesn't seem like Sean is, because at no point in time... I'm just saying, at no point in time is it made to seem like he. Remember, he's. Run out of the He's relaxing his lips. He's not fucking yet. He's just doing a lot of heavy petting. Every single time we run into him, every, there's no like indication that Sean is having sex with this girl, but he is definitely. And I think the implication is every time we catch Sean, it's just like. This is what it could lead to. You don't bring a fifteen-year-old girl back to your place.
0: Well, okay, and here's kind of the reason why I was confused as to what Sean's end game was with her, because obviously all the guys are after this girl, and you know he's like, oh, I'm, you know, I can't, I get your parents out of the house. I want to have her alone. Wouldn't it have been easier just to go to a movie if you were going to make out? Like, wouldn't it have been easier to just do anything else? Like, to be at home, to want to home alone, like, suggests that there are things happening that you would not want to do in the back of a movie theater. See, I don't know, because I remember
1: uh, in, like, high school, like, you just want to, like, you want to spend, like, unsupervised time. Like, there are other people around, but you're not necessarily fucking, you're just... You just wanna I don't know be able to Sean explore. makes out with this
0: girl for hours, right? Yeah. And then he's like he the, the date's over and he's telling Corey, he's like, I'm just so fucking horny, bro. Like yeah. <laughs> I need to just And Corey's like, calm down, take a cold shower. You're out of cold water, like I'm just hard. <laughs> yeah, but again, I
1: feel like per this time and just per this age, at that point in time, they're not necessarily fucking. They're just literally He's horny all the time and at this point in time, he thinks the quickest solution to resolving this pointiness is to just make out with it and have her
0: rub on it a little bit. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how much we can really blame Sean for this because he has aged four years in the last two seasons <laughs> since Turner correctly identified him as a 15-year-old boy in this episode. Started as 11 in season one. What's happening? But also,
1: I want to say that we bring up a
0: few interesting dynamics with Sean because
1: one of the things that I realized is... Sean being like, hey, when adults speak, my ears just start buzzing over. <laughs>
0: I hear that buzzing sound.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, actually, that makes sense. Think about Sean's family life. Most likely, he heard a lot of yelling. Most likely, a lot of people usually yell at Sean. So for Sean, if you're an adult and you're talking to him, he just tunes it out. Because that's probably what he had to do. Sure. For yeah. like a, a long time. And then you have the fact that... Um, what happened later on in the episode when? Well, like, Turner lies to him. Well, oh, I, I didn't want to get to that just That's yet. Right, yeah. like the the Turner lying to him and not understanding what that does to someone like Sean. Yeah. is just like even better. But basically, there's something about like making out with girls or like being home alone and stuff like this. I just think Sean has a different understanding about what's appropriate and boundaries.
0: Turner says. You brought a girl back to, my, back to the apartment alone? What were you thinking? And Sean says, look at her. You yeah. saw her. There's nothing to think about. Exactly. But remember, think, think about Chet. Just think about Let's take a moment and think
1: about Chet. <laughs> Do you think Chet at any point in time discouraged Sean from having girls
0: around? I don't think so. I'm saying that the line, look at her, there's not much to think about, is problematic. Oh, no, it is. Oh, This whole thing, the whole the idea that
1: these two boys are watching, they, like, they're literally predatorily watching her break up with someone, yep. rooting it on, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then when it happens, he swoops in. She's like, I need a morning period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't do Friday. He goes, how about Saturday? Yep, he's yep. on it. And then immediately, by the way, he just... It's all an idea to him. Because he's like, oh man, I would love to be there when that happens. You will be there. You're going on the date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Like, for him, it's just, it's all ethereal. Sean's just more so, I feel like this is bragging right. Again, this is, Sean's reputation is being a ladies' man. He sees, again, knowing Chet, he sees being a man as being a ladies' man.
0: Well, and... What do you think his, his constant... Uh, wooing of women is his way of replacing uh, uh, his, uh, mother. His, his mother or just affection that he's not getting anywhere else.
1: Absolutely. I yeah. do think this is what I'm saying. I feel like for Sean, the goal is to keep up this ladies man persona because that's the one thing he's good at. And it's also to have these girls around and tell him that he's good at
0: something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's just a distraction, too. Absolutely. Because, honestly, what I thought of when (laughs) Turner was like, hey, you're 15 years old, is my question is, like, you know what? There's so much difference between what we saw last season and this season. Maybe... maybe. It's been a long time that Sean's been with Turner. Because Corey's like, oh yeah, me and Topanga, we have blockbuster nights all the time. You just started dating last episode. So yeah. so it really makes me think about like, where like maybe we're not meant to think of this as a chronological like one year after the other. Maybe Sean's parents have actually been away for quite some time. Now. Here's the thing I will
1: say, no matter if his parents have been gone, first of all, we're in the middle of the school year. They left before the end of last school year. Yeah, So we know, bare minimum, it's been four months.
0: Yeah. Well, bare, no, I mean the last episode was the first day of school. Remember? No, guys no, guys no. I so- meant like the last the
1: last episode in home.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is like they're ending the school year. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Because of Eric. We mm-hmm. know that, that that was around the end of the school year last sure. year. So, bare minimum, it's been all of summer, because it's now the first day of school. It's been at least three months. Yeah. At least. And they've been gone. And at that age, at 16 three months of living with someone who's not your parents yeah, and none of your blood relatives. That's a long ass time. This isn't two weeks. Sure. This yeah, has been yeah. months of living with other people. And I, again, I feel like, um, we know Turner is a ladies man. We see it all the time. I feel like Sean just is always being like, this is this is my version of being successful. I'm not a smart dude. Yeah. I'm not like I'm not gonna follow in the steps of chorus, but you know what I can do? I'm a good kisser. Ladies love me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna get this holy grail of a
0: female. Which again, problematic, but that's his version. Sure, goal. sure. Uh, just jumping off what something you said there, you were like, you know, he acknowledges that he like this is his strength and that he's not really head smart or whatever. Um, there's a line that Sean says where he sounds exactly like Joey Tribbiani so much so that I felt I was like, wow, are they trying to recreate Joey's persona through Sean? Because the two of them are very similar in the fact that we're ladies men who are really dim with it. Yeah. And um, Sean says to uh uh, Turner, he's like, uh, does that tuxi- uh, that tuxedo, does it come in tuxedo? <laughs> and for that reason, that sounded like, like such a Friends line that I couldn't help but to see the similarities. So between So Friends has characters. been out
1: by this point in time, but I think it's more so they're just. Um,
0: sitcom tropes. Well, the cast has even said that the the popularity of Friends directly influenced the show, which is why we had older cast members come in, which is why like, uh, especially once the like the romantic stuff started happening, like they really tried to push to have more of the Friends vibe because it was such a popular show.
1: I mean, yeah, and to go back with it, um, this episode we get more of the family, but the intro reminds us that right now Boy Meets World is Boy's Meets World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Eric, we're talking about Sean, we're talking about Corey. I um, also, again, we are getting to this place where Corey kind of takes the back seat. Yeah. Um, to really let Sean's character shine. And I really like that. I kind of feel like any other, like if this had been season one or two, we'd hear about the consequences of Corey lying. Yeah, to shine. yeah, yeah. But now it's like, no, this is a Sean centric. I episode. really
0: liked that Corey not only wasn't really involved with um, Sean's predicament, he wasn't trying to save him either. Yeah. And like in the previous uh, seasons, like anytime Corey was involved in helping Sean, he's trying to like steer him in the right direction as if Corey's this great moral d- barometer in the se- series, which he is not at all. And we like, see, he should he does he to left and air- right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like I'm really just grateful that they don't have him um, just kind of trying to coach Sean into something that he knows nothing about. Because every time Corey's trying to make Sean feel better about not having a family, Corey, you have no idea what that feels well, like.
1: Well, two things that are really important about that. One, I do like how Corey was like, for once, I honestly don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so he like he's like, I can say with a straight face, I do not know where he is. Yeah. Um. So there's that. And then also, let's talk about Corey's plan with his parents. Because canceling the reservation was stupid. You pushed the reservation. Like, if you want them to be out, yes. change it from an 8.30 to a 9.30. Hey, we have your reservation. It's at 9.30. Oh, we'll wait. Why? Because adults will wait for a reservation. Yeah. They'll have an argument about whether or not I could have sworn I was for 8.30. No, he says it's for 9. Yada, yada, yada. That's what you would do with that yeah. time. You cancel it your whole plan, I was like, that was risky move in general. They could just come home. Yeah. <laughs> that was the moment Amy showed up, which of course, as is a sitcom. We knew what happened. I was like, yeah, because when a
0: reservation is canceled, especially if you didn't really want to anyway, you're like, oh, yeah, let's just go home. <laughs> also, I don't think Corey anticipated Saturday night being the sexiest night of the year. Everyone Everybody is fucks. fucking on <laughs> this night. I have that. Turner, fucking. Amy and Alan, fucking. Feeny, fucking. Sean, he can't help himself. It's in the air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I literally, I'm like, Saturday night was hot. Like everyone, Feeny's getting it. Turner's getting it. Sean's getting it. Amy's. And Alan are getting it. I was just like, every single adult character we meet is getting it in Yeah, uh, this Saturday night. So I don't know what was in the air, but yeah, definitely. And
0: it's interesting because when they're trying to paint all of this picture of just like everybody's coupling up, typically, and we saw this in the last season when they went to the Poetry Lounge, um, they threw Eric in there. They gave him a girl, but... It's interesting to me that the more we focus on Eric and his school and his intelligence and all this all these things he was trying to accomplish the less we get of girls his whole first season was girls and I I would I don't know that I can remember um, there, other than a few circumstances in the next few seasons where he has a girlfriend. So it's just really interesting that it became the thing that was his entire existence. And now he's, all, he doesn't even talk about going on dates really. I yeah. Mean, actually, you know, it's really funny because it would be interesting. And usually again, season one
1: or season two, if Eric didn't do that paper, it would have been like, Oh, I had a date with yeah. Veronica Watson sure, or sure, whatever. Sure. Or it's was like, are oh, you expecting me to give up this date or this girl or this chance or whatever. No, Eric just didn't do it. Yeah, so, he had like, no excuse. He was like, oh, forgot. No excuse at all. And yeah, he just forgot. And I do think it's interesting because you're right. Eric would have been included in that. I mean, even Corey's
0: paired off. I, I I, have to say, like, there's so many things that overly complicate this story. Um, not <laughs> only, uh, gosh, I really want to move in the Turner. But <laughs> not only does, uh, like, Feeney, the whole paper thing, why couldn't it have been from, like, Last week. Like, why does it have to be from the previous school year? Why are we complicating things? Turner, if you're making up a lie, why are you choosing a wedding as your lie? A wedding involves so many (laughs) details. (laughs) He lies about all those details. Oh, I got a suit. Oh, I got a plane ticket. Hey, I'll return my non refundable plane ticket. My buddy Chris will just push back his wedding. 300 chicken Kievs will have died in vain. That way, the
1: world can make Sean
0: Hunter happy. Oh, come here, man. I want to thank you. You really touched me there. Are you kidding me? You're staying at the Matthews this weekend. You got me. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I was like, what? The did number say? of guests and the chickens. I <laughs> have a friend coming from out of town. We have an evening planned. Like anything would have well, been better. Well, I, I think that the
1: whole purpose of this is to show that Turner messes up. You know, he's like, I should have just been honest with you, which I like him saying. I should have been a
0: hotel. First of adult. all,
1: there's that, <laughs> and there is something to say about. As an adult now there is something to say about wanting to bring a date back to your place. Sure, sure. You know not have it be not have her feel seedy or whatever. But again, it's just like, "Hey, you're right. This is your apartment." And just be like, I'm going to need you to stay with the Matthews this weekend. I have
0: plans. Yeah. Very easy. Yeah. Like, it's it's not hard. I have a friend coming from out of town. You could have said a number of things. I have tickets to a show. I Anything. Absolutely. Why did
1: you make it to where you would be out of town? Because guess what? If anyone comes back into the house at that point in time, you're not out of town. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think that, like, I, I will say I was expecting a lot when I was watching this episode. I did not expect um him to stumble into Turner with a oh, female. There. I saw that coming up. I didn't I didn't see it. when he said he had a wedding I like. I thought. I thought something. I thought lots of things would happen, but I did not think that he was lying it's the because it's lie, the bro.
0: dumbest lie. It is. It's so dumb, and he had no reason to do it. Sean didn't even remember Turner was going out of town. That's how little he pays attention to you, Turner. Why are you lying? Yeah, that's a that's an even better point. You you lied. You had time to change the lie. <laughs> yeah, a hundred times. <laughs> it doesn't. And the wedding is something that's so far in advance. You have to like do like. Obviously, it's not like, hey, I have a wedding next week. You know what I mean? So I just wonder what this date meant to Turner, that he felt like he had to do all this. We don't get any... We don't even get a scene, really, of him and his date alone before Sean enters to see what their dynamic was. But we do see the date just take the girl... I was gonna say, so
1: strange woman, yep, just volunteers to take strange child. We hey, girl, we both <laughs> want a to dick tonight. Let's, let's catch a ride. But what I'm saying is, Turner signs up for that. No, like like no, I. You know what? Let's call your parents or something. Like you don't just get into another car with another. Stranger. I think Turner understood that he wasn't getting any of that. No, no, what I, and I'm not worried about that. What I'm saying is, this woman does not know this child, <laughs> and
0: volunteered to take this child home. I, How do you explain that? I'm assuming <laughs> Corey, Turner, Veronica Watson all live within a block of each other because Veronica's sneaking out of the house left and right to go to these people's houses. <laughs> she very much is. Although, again, I
1: will say as a teenager, we would sneak out and go around about town in the middle of the night because it's at the, in the middle of the night where you do these things. Don't get me wrong. You don't go like from mm. one end of town to the next, but you definitely can, you can get pretty far yeah. and, and back. At two a.m. I'm just saying I've seen I, it. Done. I, I mean I I'm, I know you're right. <laughs> oh, also another thing I just want to bring up. Um, are we going to bring up the fact that? Uh, let's talk about the blo- the date w- at the Matthews. Oh, their blockbuster night. Well, no, well because, um, Sean is with, Veronica. Sean is with Veronica on the Matthews couch. Yep. Um, Corey is upstairs. I don't know touching himself, to the sounds of Sean making out with Veronica. Clearly not out with Topanga where he should be. (laughs) Exactly. And once they come back, everyone, remember, everyone's out in the living room. Which I have to admit, it's like, for Sean, I was thinking of this, Sean is not, A, he's not used to his family, like an active family being there. yeah. B, as I said, he pro- Chet probably definitely would have like left him alone with this girl. So that's hard. Then we've already had the issues of him being with the Matthews and feeling kind of strangled with the rules. Then you have in the fact that like everyone, their neighbor, na- your neighbor, who happens to be your principal, yeah. who and then your friend's parents, like everyone, you really in the feel
0: bad that Sean has no space of his own. Exactly, he, which they bring up yeah. later. But I was really thinking
1: to myself that this is. This is a lot for Sean in general. Yeah. Because not only does he have no space for himself, but he's not used to this many involved people. Sure. And everyone's around him right now. And I could I could feel the screams, let alone that he's on a date and probably really embarrassed. Yeah. Um, because then the question goes, why don't you, like, where are your parents? What's going on here? You know? Well, you know what's
0: interesting, too, is that I wonder if Sean really did bring girls back to Chet's because... Um, he was always so ashamed of his trailer. Well, I just
1: feel like... What I mean is he probably was out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Even if he didn't bring girls back, he definitely was out and about. And there was no accountability. He knew that if he was going to be with the Matthews, they would they would want to know where he is. Yeah. Sure enough, the moment he's out, Alan's like, Sean, come down here. You know, it's just like yeah. he knows that there will be a check-in at some point in time. Um, but the reason why I bring up that scene is because he goes... Veronica goes, is this the weirdest date you've been on? And he goes, no, I was once set up on a blind date with my Uncle Mary.
0: Yeah, I have Uncle Mary too. (laughs) I'm glad we're talking about it because this is our second trans reference in two episodes back to back. What is going on? Well, not only is it a trans
1: reference, which again, it's weird because the joke isn't necessarily that she's trans. It's the fact that he was set up on a date with. But it's like also blind date. Uncle
0: Mary, what's going on? Why are you going on blind dates? Why are you going... Who's arranging blind dates between the adults and children? Exactly. That's what we need to look into in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I want answers because that little bit right there, I mean, maybe your uncle is only a few years older than you. I don't know, but what I do know is that why are you going on blind dates? Yeah. (laughs) You're in high school. No, you shouldn't be set up with anyone you don't know. Especially an adult. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the one thing that I wanted to bring up. And I was like, again, kind of coloring in Sean's very weird, complicated family life.
0: Uh, Really, that's that's all I really had to, was about um, the Uncle Mary thing. Uh, Sean did say something that was really funny at the beginning. He was like... uh, Oh, they're getting home at 10, and if I pick her up at 8, that only leaves us... Oh, that stinking metric system.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was funny. All right, oh, so let's talk about the the lie, which is Turner being there. Yeah,
0: Pittsburgh, the Big Apple, the City of Angels. Okay, look, we're getting a little off the subject here. Yeah, that tuxedo, does it come in tuxedo? Hey, enough. I'm the adult, you're the kid, remember? Well, what's that mean? You can lie and I can't? Look, I needed a little privacy, okay? I got my own life, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know I was cramping your style by yeah. living here. This is my place. I don't have to defend myself. Yeah. Yeah, your place. That says it all.
1: But again, it's like, you didn't have to say that. You're, like, you know like the reason you have this kid is because the rest of his family doesn't want him. So you can't you honestly can't say things like this is my house you're here all the time.
0: Yeah, you can't say that at all. And it's it's one of those moments where um I felt like I understood why so many of like my girlfriends had crushes on Sean because not only is he like this genuinely like just like sweet kid, but he is constantly being abandoned. He really is just like this sad puppy that no one is like he's being passed around from house to house and you know, I feel like All the behavior I see from Sean, I'm able to excuse because I understand that there's something provoking it. Absolutely. In a way that I can't excuse with Corey, in a way that I can't excuse with Eric because they have no excuse.
1: Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. Like looking at it, looking at this now, you see Sean for what he is, which is an abandoned child who has no real. He doesn't really have guardians. His guardian is his teacher, his hot, young teacher who he knows is impressionable, who he knows is in over his head. And, like, I feel like even when he comes back later, you realize he did so because he was like, in all honesty, I don't really have anywhere else to go, sad. And Turner
0: was trying his best. I mean... We know now that when Sean stormed out, he was just going right back to Veronica's house. Oh, which I assumed he did. In the midst of the whole blow-up, he's still thinking dick first. Of course, he's a teenager. <laughs> oh,
1: my god. Because um, that's the thing When I wanted to talk about when um, Turner goes to the Matthews. Because we get something here, which I thought was really interesting. We get Alan's wisdom. Yeah. Um, But Alan... Like, Alan... We already know that, like his family is. Of course, family is is a good family, and they they're trying our best. But Alan really does take a moment and realize, all right, let me. Like Amy's here, he doesn't shoot uh, Turner out. He does. He does. He tries to do that before when Alan comes over, and he's like, hey. Leaf. Like, yeah. I don't even, I don't, like, oh, you're supposed to be out of town? Don't care. Leaf. <laughs> but the moment he realizes that this has to do with Sean and Sean's missing and yada, 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 he takes a moment, sits down, and has a conversation with him. Alan, what the heck was I thinking when I asked Sean
0: to come live with me? I'm a single guy. I'm not ready to be a parent yet. Hey, I got three kids and I'm still not ready. <laughs> Jonathan, I've seen you with Sean. You're great with him. That wasn't so great an hour ago. So, you made a mistake. You didn't break him in half. Don't be so hard on yourself. You're only human. Why do I feel so stupid? Well, welcome to the Parent Club. Alan Matthews, member since 1978. <laughs> um, yeah, th- I thought that was a really good moment because it also he talks about this like uh, this moment where he lost Eric as a kid, and they <laughs> explain that Eric was on a ride for six hours straight, <laughs> which is why I'm guessing he is as dunce as he is. That's what they try to make it out to be. Yeah,
1: they like because later on when he's. That's how we that's the scene where we see him reading the Manhattan Project paper. Yeah. Um where he was like,
0: This isn't even in New York. Yeah, just call it the New
1: Mexico <laughs> Project. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But no, um for me, I liked that episode because A, we give Alan something to do. We're not just showing Alan for yeah. no reason. We are actually giving him something to do. And he honestly has a conversation that I was like we don't really have a lot of adoption storylines no. and, and especially in children's shows and this, this is kind of like hey it's you're going to mess up give yourself he says you're human give yourself a break which yeah. I mean, as we're older, I think is important, but it is kind of important for kids to watch and see. That is
0: interesting because I feel like up until this point, the only time we saw adoption when it was by millionaires for young black men. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> so, yeah. So it is interesting just to seek a more uh, a different approach to adoption than the adoption process because I don't I don't necessarily know if he ever legally adopts him. I think he just becomes a legal guardian. Yeah, I think it's parent. just his guardian. But um, still,
1: yeah. what, what the the fact that Alan's like look a you can't do stuff like this like sorry dude like part of being a guardian is you have to own up and just be honest with him and and talk to him and then b you're going to mess up you're not going to get it right out of the gate because no one does sure and that's something that anyone who is a parent will tell you like that's something that we're kind of constantly hit over the head when it comes to parenting but to see it done with someone who's not an actual
0: parent they're a guardian um, it I think it's really interesting. Well, I really like too that Alan was like, "Dude, I'm years into this, and I'm still I'm still winging it." Out. it yeah. yeah, I'm still winging it. Like no one knows what they're doing. We're all just faking it until we get it right. So. And yeah,
1: again, that's that's really good. So I I want to give Alan that that credit. Um, and then the conversation back at Turner's apartment where um, so I want to. Rem- <laughs> say something. Veronica's hearing all of this. All of this. <laughs> and that's because
0: I knew that she was behind the couch. So I was I really listening to this conversation from her perspective and I'm like, is this not weird for her? Is she not thinking, what am I doing here? Is she not thinking I should have just stayed at home? Is she not thinking I should have gone up with someone else? She's just quietly back there and ready to just pounce on Sean whenever she gets the okay. So I'm happy that I again, I didn't know she was behind
1: the couch because I hadn't seen this forever. forever. But I will say, the, the scene where Sean and uh, Turner high-five, and, like, they just keep holding hands, and there's, like, this weird look. I'm like, I was, like, so, I'm like, what is going, how are you going to end this yeah. episode? Yeah, and it got
0: really <laughs> weird, because he was like, it's your move. And, and so I was like, like, what? What? Yeah, I was like, what? Your mo- are you going to kiss? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> that's that's what i'm saying i was just like there was tension there was yeah. sexual tension when he was like it's your move i was like what what did i miss what is going on here yeah. how, how is this show going to end this episode it's a weird thing for him to say even like, if, if, if he knew that veronica like if he figured it out i wouldn't if, if i were him i would never say what's your move like i the next
1: thing i would say by like any other tv show would be like hey veronica done crouching or you know like like you sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. like acknowledging her presence but the idea of like just holding onto his hand looking him deeply in the eye being like you're that could have gone really wrong this is flashbacks <laughs> from his blind date i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> exactly um but no i like what he says which is that look we both messed up yep. we'll both do better next time yep. you know and he's like he he gives him a break and when he says he's like um Sean says something along the lines of, oh, what, are you going to kick me out now? Yeah. And Turner's like, look, dude, we made mistakes. That doesn't mean everyone has to run off. And I was like, Sean doesn't know that.
0: No, he doesn't. And I I like that you are there to teach him this, but you also have to think about it. Sean doesn't know that. Sean, all right. The scene where Corey's like, they're in their, Corey's and Sean are in the Corey's room and they're like, oh, I can't go out the back window because your parents are making <laughs> out. And Corey's like, well, they're in the back, so go out the front door. And John's like, the front door? <laughs> that's just crazy enough to work. I was just like, dude, this kid knows nothing but living off the grid. Like, he really has no idea how to normally function. Going out the front door is just like a what? That, that's so crazy.
1: Absolutely. And that's one of the things. Another, um, hold on. He says something. He goes, do you ever feel like the walls are closing in? Yeah. And you have nowhere to go. And I was like, first of all, this is a great moment. And uh, like, as an adult who has his own place, I can relate to this. So I cannot imagine how great this is to see in a kid's show where you are relating that not only is that normal to feel, but hey, we'll both work on...
0: Giving each other space. Do you ever feel like the walls are caving in? You've got no place to go. That sounds like an indie rock lyric. It absolutely so- does. Yeah. I love it. it. Carol King. Yeah. So- <laughs> go for it. Anyone else? Um, you know what? No. I mean, I thought this was a this was um an improvement over last week's episode. For absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Uh even though
1: we didn't get any Topanga or Britney Murphy.
0: Or the Bechtel cast, <laughs> I mean, other than Actually, um, she No, because she offers to take her home. She
1: doesn't even look at no, her. No, she does she offers to take her home. And well, no, no, sorry. Because I remember uh Turner says something like this is bad. And um Turner says this is bad. Sean says this is bad. Then, and then she, Veronica re- goes, Is this bad? And then uh the date whose name is Chris, according to IMDB, she's like, Trust me, girl, this is bad. Like, you know. <laughs> but isn't that still talking? About men? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, like, <laughs> I was, like, given to the situation. But you're right. I mean, like, also, how many... We get three female characters in this entire episode. Um, and they're all
0: just sex bots. Yeah. Like, that's all they're absolutely. there for. Absolutely.
1: Well, also, I will say, I didn't want to get into implications, mostly because I don't... You know, Veronica, do what you want. Good for you, girl. But, like, the idea that, like, Veronica is only there to be... You know, like, she literally comes up to Sean mid-class and, and just, like... Saturday night, gonna bone your brains out. You know what I mean? It's just like, make it work. In front of Turner,
0: by the way. Yeah. She's so horny, she can't contain it in front of her teacher. It's and it's not even like she like we see a scene of her like giggling with her friends, like showing that she's excited for like the date that she maybe likes Sean. No. No, it's just like, dude, I'm gonna get laid. Like <laughs> and honestly, I know that I keep saying that jokingly, but there is something about this episode specifically that if you're watching this, I'm telling you, please write me if you agree or disagree. <laughs> but there's a vibe about this episode that leads me to think Sean wanted to do a little bit more than use his lips for kisses.
1: See, I, I'm I'm gonna stick with the fact that in it, it, the context in paper, it doesn't seem like Sean wants to do anything more. But I will say, everyone else in the episode is. So you know, maybe I'm just being optimistic. I don't think you take cold showers for lips. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say you did. I said, <laughs> but I also remember being a teenager and not having sex, but still being very horny all the time. So I feel like right now he's just racking up stuff for a spank bank. <sighs> by spank. the way. I just want to say, I've never thought about it until just now, mm. but uh, Sean is a teenage boy who lives with a single man. Yep. That place smells like jazz all the time. <laughs>
0: oh, 100%. And, like, I don't know if there was, like, an equivalent to Axe body spray in 95, uh, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I did look it up. Um, a 15-year-old is typically a sophomore in high school. So, just to let you know, we started in sixth grade. They're presumably in their <laughs> sophomore year. Um, that and makes, we will stay there for yeah, the next two years. It, this actually does line up with the continuality of the rest of the show. Because it, it lines up with when they graduate. So we have just skipped 7th and 8th grade? Yeah. ninth grade? Yeah, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade.
1: Yeah.
0: Well. Yep. Alright, everyone except for... Uh, wilford else character by the way like he, yeah okay he's, he's frozen in time it's,
1: it's crazy we let's not start pulling at the thread i know i know what grades they're supposed to be in when it like because
0: well i think it is important to establish because it is pretty consistent from this point on okay um
1: any bra moments or feeny taught me or anything
0: like the that? only bra moment i had was the uncle mary thing um i the blind date with an adult Um, and just, again, just how easy it was for Veronica to just slipping out of her house to get See, for me, it was always, like, I'm, I was thinking Stranger Danger the entire
1: time. Yeah. When she just gets into the car with Turner's friend. Like, this isn't, this isn't, like, previously where it was, um, this isn't the teacher we met last. No. Yeah. So this isn't, like, a teacher she knows, and it's like, okay, I'll ride home with Miss, Miss Dixon or something. Like, no, the, my teacher's female
0: friend Who my friend didn't even know volunteered to take me home. who is this girl that Jonathan has apparently such a strong relationship with that he blocked out a weekend for this, but not so much so that Sean has ever met her before? Turner, look at Turner. All right. (laughs) They even acknowledge.
1: (laughs) You're looking good, man. (laughs) Look at him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) him a couple of LBs. It's just like, it's, yeah, it's fantastic. Okay. Um, And then for me, my Feeney taught me, it's, again, I'm going to give it to... Alan, I really think that Alan does a really great job with the lesson, which is that, look, parenting is hard. You're not going to get it right. Be honest when you can.
0: I think the lesson comes down to Turner and Sean's conversation of, you know what, we both messed up, we'll both do better. About yeah. how, like, owning, like, how, like, you know, adults don't have a different standard for children and vice versa and how we're all kind of on the equal playing field and that's how.
1: Oh, yeah, because I didn't even get into that part where he goes, um,
0: he says something like, Oh, it's all okay for you to lie. Yeah, it's yeah. okay for you to lie. And it's like, yeah, no, dude, again, you can't do that with someone yeah. like Sean. Or just even, like, someone as impressionable as Sean, really. Because yeah. you're really setting a standard in his mind for, oh, okay, when I get to a certain age, I can lie or whatever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Um, what grade are you giving this? Um, I'm going to give this a B. I'm going to give this a B. Solid B. I like it as well.
1: I was like it's a B episode. It's it has pretty good plot. Every all of our characters are having fun. We don't get like any Joey and Frankie moments that like really feel unnecessary and out of place.
0: Yeah, I felt like we saw just enough of everyone for the story to keep chucking along. Absolutely. All right. Um do you have any homework? Oh, yeah. Um I <sighs> gosh. Um, <laughs> You go first. You go okay. first. So actually,
1: um, my homework is a little bit different from what I usually do. My homework is I've been working from... I work from home very often. Um, and to like get out of the house, I've been going to the local libraries. Okay. Because I was going to Starbucks, but I was like, Starbucks is like a chain. They don't really need my presence. I'm just yeah. taking up space. I'm not going to buy anything. Or if I do, it's going to be something I don't need. So I don't remember why, but I was like, oh, why don't I just go to the local library Um, and so I started going there and I highly recommend if you get a chance, just go to your local library. Not only does it like have them give them costs to stay open, but it's really interesting for me to see what libraries are now. Like a lot of people come there. They have like a lot of, um, educational programs. They have a lot of, um, get your, um, citizenship programs. They have student, like, um, like, mommy daycare type situations mm-hmm. or like book readings and stuff like that i'm just like i i've been really really amazed and also at one library i go to every day this old man does like a puzzle oh he's just like doing he's just like like doing like one of those little jigsaw puzzles at the table and it's like the sweetest thing ever and every yeah. time i see him i'm like oh my god dude this is like the most innocent thing you could be doing he's getting out of the house he's you know being productive and I just think we should support our local library. That's the that's so, man.
0: That's, that's my homework. I've read something that millennials are really like revitalizing libraries in a lot of interesting ways. Yeah, libraries.
1: I mean like they have, it's weird because they have a... Like the, at least the ones that i have going to, they actually have like a media section where you could like rent VHSs or DVDs or stuff. And I'm like, can you rent VCR? I, I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, where? Well, who's? I mean, I'm sure other people they have them, so people have to be using them. Yeah. But it's just, it seems like such a relic. I was like, could you like? Rent a Netflix password like well, that would make more
0: sense, <laughs> yeah. And I thought that some libraries had like a, w- a way for you to like download free audiobooks. And I thought oh, they, they do have, like they a have way for, to rent movies too. Like you, they to have, they... I know for a fact that they have um free audiobooks,
1: and then also um the libraries that I go to have like you could they were like you could rent a laptop, like they'll give you a laptop, it comes you know, it's just as property of the library. and... As long as That's you're there dope. and as long as you need it, yeah. It's That's like, cool. I, yeah, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Like, so if my laptop broke today, I could go to the
0: library and still get shit done. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. Um, for my homework i'm gonna recommend uh an, another podcast that i'm a fan of called how did this get made that, um <laughs> oh yeah with jason Sado- uh, Jasonson uh who you might know from parks and Rec and league with Paul shear who's uh, in all a bunch of stuff um i uh i tell not... you
1: he's my celebrity crush paul like, shear no 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 uh, Jason manzukas yes it's like i feel really bad about it he's like one where like i really like i feel like i need to shower afterwards but there's just something about him that is like I'm kind of interested. Every in
0: every show I see him in, it pops <laughs> up. I just get happy because his characters are always hilarious. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, they watched. Like intentional worst movies ever. Obviously, not something that we do on our movie podcast. We try to find stuff that's a little bit more like, oh, I kind of like it. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, but they watch very, very bad movies, which I'm a fan of actually. Um, and if you listen to their newest episode on Nicolas Cage's Deadfall, you might hear me rapping at the end of it, just saying, "Yes, um, you did. So, I saw that, and uh, I was like, go to.' So yeah, why don't you uh, check out how did this get made? Because it's a it's a great podcast. Okay. Um, anything else? Or do you
1: are you ready to wrap? Yeah, this let's up? let's let's wrap it up. Let's a present. <laughs> okay, so that is our episode. Thank you for listening to Brum Meets World. Remember, you can find us on all the places. Leave us a rating. Make sure you uh, give us feedback. We always appreciate it. Make sure you can contact us at Brum Meets World or email us at BrumMeetsWorld at gmail.com. You can find
0: me on Twitter at Extra Siege. That's X-T-R-A-C-E-E-J TC. You can find me at ABraverMe at .Braver.me on Instagram. And if you guys have any comments, any questions, Questions, you have some thoughts on the episode? Feel free to reach out to us um, at all of our social medes. You can also reach out to us at our email. Oh, you already gave the email. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, guys. Just if you got thoughts, let us know how you feeling about season three. We yeah, loving it.
1: Again, don't forget to check out our other podcast. It's movie underscore makeover. Um, and just remember to dream, to try, and do good. Do some damn good, y'all. We need it. Mm, and and, and uh, do a Saturday night right. Ooh <laughs> guys.
0: <laughs> Phoenix <laughs> dentist. Yeah. Ooh. Yo. Yo, you know he's getting his mouth clean. <laughs> Later, bruh. Later, bruh.